tell you this. I think I've learned something significant. It's me, Cindy. Ironically, what I've recently learned is not everything is a lesson. Now, that's kind of big for me because I suppose in an effort to connect the dots to make sense out of the senseless, I've always dug deep to find the lesson in experiences, mostly the bad ones, mostly relationship ones, although just pure bad luck has had its share of turns and even the occasional great occurrence. But now I'm finally getting sometimes things just happen in your life because they do. Because people are complicated. Life is full of surprises and not always good surprises. And really, I believe that I'm coming to the point where I'm realizing that acceptance is my best bet. Not rationalizing, not justifying, not explaining or torturing myself trying to understand. Maybe acceptance is easier. Maybe connecting the dots takes more focus, attention, time, and energy than I'm willing to use up. So is it laziness or a profound realization? I'll give you an example. A few years back, I had this friend, not a really close friend, but someone I get together with, do creative things, go for coffee, you know. Anyway, at some point, it occurred to me that she wasn't responding to my texts or phone messages. And of course, I started to worry if everything was okay on her end. So I messaged her again. I asked if everything was okay, said I hadn't heard back, and just wanted to be sure she was good. I don't remember her exact response, only that it wasn't her, it was me. How we'd always had a complicated relationship, and she really didn't want to, whatever it was she said, that amounted to she was like breaking up with me, officially ending a relationship. What? Yeah, I was, how can I put this? Gobsmacked? Flabbergasted? Befuddled? All those weird words served to describe not just my confusion and shock, but the weirdness of, am I back in high school? And what triggered this? I never did figure it out. I would turn to the mystery now and then, try to comb through our phone calls and times together. But for as much as I could check the temperature going back, there was nothing that stood out that made me point a finger and go, Aha! That's it! Just crickets. Years later, I have figured this much out. I don't know what happened. But something did, and I'll just never know, and I really need to let go. To just figure that no true friend, or even the most casual of acquaintances, would have had such little respect as to just shut the door so loudly without saying why. So in this case, acceptance is my only route. Like that thing Eckhart Tolle said, when you face a problem, there are only three options. Fix it, walk away, or accept. I guess Nancy opted for number two, but I find accepting is working for me pretty much across the board. Maybe I'm just trying something new with this not everything is a lesson. It is a lot of work sometimes to mine the value of unfortunate or unpleasant or even surprisingly good experiences or events that color your life. Sometimes there's an obvious lesson, which requires no heavy lifting, no deep introspection, just, oh, yeah, that. I really wanted to move on from talking about the past year. I hope that that last episode, number 70, Are We Done Yet?, would wrap up our conversations about the pandemic and its wildly varied impact on all of us. It's been over a month since I shared that. And since then, I've waited for a time I could have something to say that didn't include words like pandemic, COVID, lockdown, isolation, vaccine. And I continually failed. So, acceptance. I will consider I have officially wrapped up the Coping with COVID series. But if I or any of the people I speak with on a regular or irregular basis, or any magazine article or news item or Facebook post or tweet or, well, you get the point, it still comes up. Less now, but still impacting in all sorts of weird and challenging ways. That said, there does seem to be a little bit of emotional relief that many of us are feeling. Maybe all of us, but I don't want to overgeneralize. It's sort of like crawling out from under a rock or out of a dark cave. 
back into the light. Do you ever see the show The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? If you haven't, it's on Netflix. This is going to sound weird, but it's a comedy about a woman who was abducted as a girl and kept in an underground bunker. Yeah, I know. The show takes place after she's out and reacclimating to the world. And surprisingly funny. Anyway, the show intro has her coming out of the bunker into the sunlight for the first time in however many years. And that is how I'm feeling when I sit across from someone without a mask or better yet, give and get a hug. There is something about a good and welcome hug that just fills you up. Welcome being the important word. Are we all craving normal, lapping it up like thirsty dogs, spooning it up like the most delicious of all ice creams on a summer day? I like the second analogy better. And I'm thinking that if not most of us, at least me, I'm just craving normal. Ice cream sounds pretty good, too. Anyway, Time Magazine has a cover story titled The Great Reopening. It has one of those business signs on the cover. It's like a clock face with movable hands and they will return on top. Only instead of the numbers of the hours, they have things like When my kids are back in school, with my pandemic puppy, wearing sweatpants, three days a week, and more, which is funny and true and shows some of the surprising impact that we've witnessed and lived through so far. There's a really fascinating article in the issue about the impact on work, how and where we work, and how that could change permanently in a really good way in the best possible situation. There's a lot worth reading, but what I found most compelling in this article was the statistic from 2016, which was pre-pandemic, where 80% of respondents, that's 8 out of 10 people, reported being somewhat or very satisfied with their jobs. And yet, this January, 7 out of 10 of those who found themselves unemployed are seriously considering changing occupations. Interesting to note that it's true on all income levels, and a third of those people have already started taking courses or job retraining. The author, Joanne Lippman, makes an interesting point that, and I quote, the modern office was created after World War II on a military model, strict hierarchies created by men for men with an assumption that there is a wife to handle duties at home. The pandemic certainly sent too many women back home, like 4.2 million women who had to prioritize taking care of their children and homeschooling over work, whether they wanted to or could afford to or not. And nearly 2 million of those women have yet to return to work. But the article also goes into how the modern office and the 40-hour work week could be at a turning point and how with normal still not back to normal, there's an opportunity to change that long-held work standard. One option is to turn some of that now unused office space into childcare facilities. doesn't take a rocket scientist to see how well that could work, but what will it take to make it happen? If you're balancing work and family, the only lesson you're learning right now is that it's as much of a challenge as it always was and as it sounds. And knowing that's not going to help you. That Time Magazine article is titled Rethinking Work After the Pandemic. And like I said, it's worth reading, especially if you are or know someone who is in a position to make changes that make sense for everyone. So if you're not going back to your old job, what are you going to do? There are an awful lot of options, and even though starting over with a new career or job or focus can be scary and more work than just doing what you've been doing all along, I can pretty much say that if you go ahead and move to doing something different, you can look back and know it was the right move. 
very likely you will. There was a book that I read years back. You know I'd be mentioning at least one book, didn't you? It was all about finding a job that makes you happy. It's called Finding Your Own North Star by Martha Beck. And if you're even vaguely imagining changing directions in life, it might be helpful to you. The thing that I remember most from this book was when she said that if you're working in a job that you hate so you can afford things like escaping work on a vacation, maybe if you have a job you love, you don't need a vacation to get joy in your life because you'll be happier in your life because of the job that you love. Of course, I've boiled it down, but you get the idea, right? It's that saying, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And while not everything is a lesson, that one certainly can be. And it could be really nice to learn it. If you need a little more happiness in your life or you just want to check in every once in a while, follow or subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast. I'm just trying to make life a little sweeter and more fun when I can. Thanks for listening.